Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about my top five favorite matches from this past weekend. Um, this past weekend, there's a lot of wrestling from both WWE and AEW. We had WWE's premium live event, two of them. We had Clash at the Castle from Cardiff. On Saturday, then on Sunday afternoon, we had NXT's Worlds Collide. And of course, on Sunday night, we had AEW's All Out pay-per-view. And and I watched them all. And then some. I watched SmackDown. I watched Rampage. (laughs) Um, When Garrett and I were talking, he, he, you know, because of all the recap shows that were going to happen this weekend on all the all the um on all the big events you know he didn't want take it home podcast to kind of you know you know there's so much gonna be loaded up so we kind of want to give it each day to each show and that makes perfect sense to me and i'm I was okay with it because you know it was gonna be a busy weekend for me anyways just on the family side plus we're watching all these shows so it worked out so i had you know i'm gonna watch all these shows how about when my show now is gonna drop on tuesday when you hear this I'll talk about my favorite, you know, top five of what I watched. So we thought that would be a fun idea. And so, yeah, it was. So I committed myself. I was like, I'm going to watch SmackDown. I'm going to watch Rampage lead up to it. So might as well. Right. Because I'm going to be watching all these shows. I want to be up to date. What's going on? Um, So I kind of took a step back of any other entertainment to watch and I just really focused on wrestling uh these uh these this this past holiday weekend and there was a lot of wrestling um and it was fun <laughs> a lot of craziness of course all the drama coming after the all-out pay-per-view event with CM Punk which which is just unbelievable to hear uh, I, I did watch the presser, of course. You know, who didn't after, you know, I didn't realize what happened because I was probably asleep when that, that damn thing was going on. Or, I mean, I was watching, actually, I was probably watching it out loud because I was watching it on delay. And then people were just blowing up the Twitter timeline and what's going on with this. So I, I, I checked it out and it was something CM Punk venting, um, upset. Right in front of Tony Khan there. I'm surprised Tony didn't just call the presser at that point. Or at least told Punk to, you know, let's not do this right now. Because Punk didn't want to do this presser. You know, I don't think a lot of the wrestlers really want to do these pressers. Because, you know, after a long show, they're there all day. Then they wrestle. Punk just wrestled, it seemed like. Because he was still bloody and all just coming after his match. So, you know... These guys and gals really, really just want to go and, and unwind. So I don't even know why he even does these pressers. They're just the they're just the uh, Tony Khan blow blow me pressers is what you want to call me. He, he wants to be blown by the wrestlers. He wants to be blown by the media, and you know he, he likes it. He likes to just get all this just just he loves the credit, and, and that's why I see these pressers. That's why everyone really does see these pressers as. I I, I watched the WWE presser after the Clash of the Castle because I was doing some chores around the house and i was like ah, well, they're having a presser too i'm like oh my goodness gracious so i i decided to check out their presser and 
it was all basically work stuff. Roman Reigns was great. And that's what he kind of should be. Like, you want to be in character. Um, I think CM Punk, when it came to MJF stuff, was in character, or at least trying to build up, continue to build up interest in that match, of course. And, you know, talk trash. He's not going to just, you know, put over MJF. He's going to, you know, he's continuing on with that narrative that he's a, he's a prick and, you know, doesn't really want to deal with it anymore and all that kind of stuff. So that that's fine. But, and we'll see. I mean, people ask me about, is it a work uh, with Omega and the Bucks? And I don't know. It seemed like, uh, it seemed like Omega, I'm sorry, Punk was really, really upset. And it's just been, I, don't, I think it's more to do than just the Cole Cabana stuff. I think it's to do a lot of stuff leading into this pay-per-view, how this, how these last few weeks leading to this pay-per-view have, have went. And there's probably more things that's, that's come out that hasn't come out yet between these two camps within AEW. And then, you know, now Tony Khan's in a position to, to has to make a pretty big decision here. Um, someone asked me today, my, my good friend, heartbreak kid, Dave Ruby asked me today, like, well, what would you do for Tony Khan's shoes? I'm like, man, I don't know if I would even let it get this bad. Like, how does it get this bad? Right. But definitely punk's going to need to be punished. Um, the altercation in the back, I think it was, uh, God, who was, I I feel bad if I don't name the, the source of, um, said that actually the, the Bucks and Omega confronted Punk in his locker room. So who knows who said what and what started it and, you know, what started the, the, get the physical, you know, I'm sure they were just jaw jacking and who knows what was said, you know, I don't know if, you know, did Punk take a cheat shot? Uh, one of the bucks or did one of the bucks say, you know, come on, do what you're going to do or something. You know, who knows, right? It just, we don't know. We weren't there. It's just all, maybe it all co- will come out, but it's just, it's just a sad situation. Um, and it's not the first time this has happened in wrestling. Of course, locker rooms get pretty, pretty heated with all these egos and people fighting, but I don't know. Tony has a big decision and, do you fire Punk? Suspend Punk? Probably it's going to happen. A lot of his plans are probably going to be changed that he wanted to do coming out of this all-out pay-per-view, but I think he has to send a message to Punk because Punk obviously does not respect him. I mean, he if, if Punk did, he wouldn't do what he... He wouldn't have done what he did at the presser and basically tell him right there in front of everyone that, that Tony Khan's manager teens is, is a bunch of idiots and... You know, and Tony Khan just sat there. I like I said, I would just kind of like, even if it was a you know, even if it was going to be like a physical, not you know, a verbal argument in front of the press. Just, I mean, they could at least I don't know how it was just it was bad. You know, it was a really ugly, ugly situation. And honestly, I thought a lot was a was overall a uh, a good pay per view. I you know I thought. I thought it was one of their better pay-per-views. Usually there's some stuff that just is really bad, but I thought overall things were decent, you know, or, or, or good. I'm mean, sorry, good. I mean, there's some good matches, some really, really good matches. Two specifically I'm going to talk about on this, my list of top five here. Um, but, you know, so I felt bad that this kind of all kind of came down and, you know, after the, after the show and it's obviously over, overshadowing the pay-per-view, which I thought, like I said, I thought was, was a, was a good pay-per-view. 
Um, so <laughs> Wednesday is going to be uh, a very uh, interesting show to watch. It's going to do really well in the ratings. Obviously, people are curiosity going to tune in to see what's going to happen, what they're going to do. And I, like I said, I think suspensions have to be brought down on Punk and maybe even the Bucks as well. And can he? I mean, like I said, who was all involved? Who was all? Who started it? It was it both? Sometimes it's just it's just both, you know, groups. So you have to, you know, kind of, kind of punish everyone. You know, I know you're not, you can't sacrifice show, but he has a lot of talent. He can get a show through. I think for a Wednesday or or a couple weeks at least. And um, there's not a pay per view for a good while till November. I know there's Art Drash Stadium coming up. That's a big show. So. Or just get them all in one big room and talk it out. And my goodness gracious, like everyone's kind of talking and behind everyone's back and bitching in their own camps. Like get a fucking room, get everyone there, you know, have Tony, have someone with Tony that can mediate this situation and talk it out. And I think, I think that would probably do some good in my opinion, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, there's money to be made with this, these guys working together eventually after all this. So hopefully, you know, business is business and they can work together. But, but like I said, the first thing is first, there needs to be some suspensions. Probably there also needs to be a big talk with everyone together and everyone needs to hash out, hash out their, their differences. And hopefully, like I said, that will kind of clear things up or help them move forward. All right, let's talk about these shows, or at least my top five of these shows. I'm going to stick with matches. Moments. I mean, there's moments. Um, uh, the MJF thing was very uh, an interesting moment. Um, I was kind of spoiled on that one. That's the only thing I was really spoiled on, um, other than the main event of All Out, which I already knew about, about a couple weeks ahead of time what was going to happen there. But but that was not really, I mean, I, I was spoiled a while ago. Going in, I already knew the result. But um and the <laughs> the NGF stuff I thought was very very interesting. I don't. I'm, I'm curious what you all think about this because MGF. I know he won the 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 casino ladder match deal, which I skipped. I because like <laughs> I'll tell you what happened all out. Now usually with BR live is the pay per view ends and the replay doesn't happen go up on BR Alive to like 24 hours later and it pisses me off and I can't watch BR Live the the, the AEW pay-per-views live because one because of the adult content on these shows with the, the cussing and the blood uh, it's just something I don't want to watch with my children I feel safe with WWE product you know even though I know they've have gone you know, cross the line with some stuff. They've done blood. There's been a few of choice words, but usually you're you're pretty safe with WWE, right? When you're watching with kids. Uh, but AW, I mean, always always foul language. Just a lot of blood. I just don't want them to watch that. So I would either have to watch it on delay when it came, you know, for the pay per views. And but unfortunately for me, be on delays the next day because if you are live, never put up. Put us to pay for you in time. You know, it's always like this 24-hour delay, and it just drives me insane. So <laughs> I click on the BR Live app. I went in on with the with the 
a, a friend of mine and it said thanks for watch thanks for watching so i hit pause and i reround the son of a gun and it stopped right at the entrance of uh the elite and kenny omega coming out right so i started watching and i watched that match and all of a sudden like the feed ended like oh thanks for watching replay will be up soon i'm like oh man i thought i was smarter than the br live right so i clicked off it and then it all of a sudden says start now watch now and i'm like whoa they already had the replay up so i'm usually hard on the br live app because I'm not getting up replays you know quick enough you know w network or peacock whatever right away the replay is up within God, a few minutes if not even faster than that so i'm glad that br live got their shit together and you're able to watch the replay and i can now i can feel confident i can watch the replay later that evening uh, if i'm not watching that big dave so which i n- you normally do and but he goes to a lot of these events i don't know if he's going to be going to many in the future um because i remember even this was a you know a lot of work to go to he was talking about so um I, I doubt he's going to go the one in November. That's, I mean, I remember last year he didn't go, and we all watched together last year. So, uh, but yeah, so I was able to watch it on Sunday, and I watched World Worlds Collide on Sunday on delay because I wanted to watch. We had a party, a birthday party. We had to attend to during the afternoon, and I wanted to watch that one because my daughter Chloe was interested in that one because she was really interested in the three ways women's women's match though she ended up being more interested in the men's match which i'm going to talk about on my list of matches so let's get before i get into my top five matches of this past weekend um i'm gonna talk about the patreon real quick fight game media plus it's five dollars a month a uh, lot of great content. We've got bonus shows. Like right now, there's a bonus shows from The Rap, Keela Cash, and Salty Scott talking about Worlds Collide. Uh, that's uh, a bonus a bonus show that they did. They covered on our free feed, this feed here, um, of WB Castle. So then on, the, on a bonus show, they covered Worlds Collide. So that's really cool. Of course, we Garrett Gonzalez and myself had the Raw 1998 review. We just reviewed SummerSlam 98, which I thought was a great show. You know, rewatching that after all these years, a really good show. Probably one of the best WWE pay-per-views of all time, at least top 25 in my opinion. Um, now we're right now in the middle of Raw Saturday Night or whatever they called it, or, or Saturday, Saturday Raw. It, these these shows are interesting. This show coming up, this we're going to record on Tuesday, so it's going to drop on Wednesday. Uh, that uh, Garrett I are going to review this this raw Saturday was one one for the ages. Just just these raw Saturdays are very interesting shows. Um, it's they're they're they really kind of just threw shit out there on these sh- raw Saturdays because they knew the ratings going to be uh take take a hit from being on a off night. So that was a lot of fun. Of course, we got the the the. Uh, the Joshi podcast, we got the uh, Brace for Impact podcast, we got boxing, we got MA, we got everything covered for you in the world of the, of the fight game. Again, $5 a month, gives a shot, you're going to enjoy it. We got you covered every day for shows, we got you covered for everything when it comes to fight game, and you're going to love it, and you're going to stick with it, I know you will. And if you don't, you don't, no offense to, you know, no offense taken, we understand but good, five dollars a month. You just so you, know, you kind of kick back on a on a coffee, 
you know, one less coffee a month just so you can check out all the great content on Fight Game Media Plus. All right. Let's talk about my top five matches from this past weekend. And my f- number five match was uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, which was the main event of the clash at the castle um i thought i thought this match was really good uh my son hunter who doesn't really watch too much wrestling with me if i have it on he's kind of watching it but he's he's you know he's four years old he's into his toys and and he has his wrestling toys and stuff that you know i've gotten him but he kind of just kind of Watches here and there and checks in, checks out. And when Drew came out, he's like, who's that guy? I'm like, yeah, Drew McIntyre, you have that action figure. So he's like, I do. I do. I'm like, yeah, and the guy is wrestling. You have his action figure too, Roman Reigns. So he wanted me to get him all his action figures out, all his wrestling action figures out. And it was funny because he used to love the Fiend action figure, but now for some reason he's scared of it. He's like, don't get that one with the mask out. I don't get that one out. So he was excited, like amazed. Like I have these toys, and now in real life, they're gonna have a wrestling match. He was just stoked. So this is on my top five just for that reason alone, because it was such a fun experience watching the match with him and getting all into it. Because he was getting on into it, he wanted Drew to win. Of course, Drew didn't win, and he was pretty upset. I mean, he, he he sulked into my into my chest, and he asked me to fix it, and I said I can't. <laughs> uh, but I thought the match was really good, and I know a lot of people were upset with the finish. You know, they thought that Drew should have won. I thought he should have won too after that build up. But then again, I also thought Lex Luger should have beat Ric Flair at WrestleMania ninety because I was so into it when I was a kid, right? Um, and things could be said, like, you're going to send these people, you know, you got all these people that showed up. You want them to have a good feeling about themselves leaving. And they're, I mean, those people are going to come back. Let's be honest. You know, like, um, there must be a bigger match for Roman, right? Must be, is it maybe his promise to Cody Rose? Maybe it's The Rock. I think they're, they could do The Rock. I think they could. Maybe they're not going to have The Rock versus uh, uh, Roman at WrestleMania next, you know, next year. Maybe it's going to be Cody defeating Roman at WrestleMania to finish that story off. Um, my theory is the reason they didn't put Drew over here. Now, going into this match, Drew had a a bad back. Um, he also, have, you know had a neck injury i believe that was a, a year ago maybe maybe less and hearing about the back injury going into this match i'm wondering if they thought we put the belt on him and then he has to take time off or maybe you know like then we got to strip him and run our back to you know square one right I, I'm, I'm guessing that might have played into it if he was healthy they might have pulled the trigger on the title change. Um, I thought the match was really good. I, Roman is just phenomenal. I think he's the wrestler of the year. I I just think, you know, 
just the way like top draw of WWE, the way he carried himself, like the complete package. Drew's fantastic. The build of this pay per view has been was really good and really got me hooked into watching. Like I was like thinking like oh, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm pretty I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of these matches on this show. Uh, it looked like a really good card and, and it delivered. In my opinion, I thought w, uh, the Clash of the Castle was WrestleMania level in many ways. It felt like a big deal. Obviously, a stadium show just looked awesome. The entrances looked great, especially Drew when they sh- they played his old music, uh, leading into his current music. Ugh, it was amazing stuff. Um, the match itself kind of went, you know, Theory coming out. I love that. That tease. Tyson Fury knocking him out. That was a great moment. And you're like, oh, like they they had you like ready the they had you ready to to, to explode the win and they and they pulled the rug under from out from under you. <coughs> and it's no different from Ric Flair on a on a on a Tuesday night in Dalton, Alabama versus, you know, Brad Armstrong. People are going crazy for that match and you know, Flair cheats and wins and pulls out a victory. It's just, um, is is it going to hurt business? We'll find out. Is this Road Warriors not winning the tag team title of Starcade 87? We'll find out next time WWE does a show there. A stadium show will not do as well. Um, we'll find out. I still think Drew is going to get his big win. Because um, I think Drew is just... A top guy really is. I don't think it hurts him. Did it feel like a Lex Luger SummerSlam 93 moment? A little bit. It did. A little bit did. So, I mean, I wish he would have won, honestly, because my son would have been happy. And I think Roman really doesn't need the belt right now, or at least he could do without it for a short period of time and, and get it back, maybe by even Survivor Series or, or, or you know, any pay-per-view, you know, before – rumble you know so but all in all i thought the work was really good um drew looked off a little bit he also like i said like the, i think that the injuries are piling up we'll see what happens on smackdown if they do like a big injury angle with him like with carrying cross or something like that um that that will be telling because he might need some time off you know i i think he's gutted it through to get to this pay-per-view or this premium live event excuse me and because you know, just body wise, that dude's just shredded. And here he was definitely a lot softer. So that's my theory. I think the, the his injuries might have um, just there was a reason why he didn't win. So, but I I, I really did enjoy the match. And um, overall, I really really loved the 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 clash of the castle pay per view. And I I honestly thought it was the best of the three shows all in all. Like did. All Out was good, but I thought, like, you, know, you look at the matches that delivered big time on Clash the Castle. I'm talking about Gunther versus Sheamus, which I, you, you, you know it's on my list. Riddle and Rollins was great. Uh, Drew and Roman was really good. Uh, shit, the, the six-man tag team pre-show match was good. Um, Ray and, and Edge versus uh, Judgment Day, I thought was 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 really good. Um, the only matches I really did not like was the um, the opener six women tag team match. I thought it was very clunky, very rushed. Uh, not rushed, like well, rushed with the last 
spots and they were just kind of mistiming stuff. They got so much time. It should have been at least four to five minutes shorter, in my opinion. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. It was, it was, there's moments that were good, but a lot of time, like I think EO still trying to find her way as a heel. Um, her heat, she just, you know, she'll do a move and she'll just kind of look around and her heat as a heel is not there. Um, I think she'll get it because she's, she's, she's a talent. She'll figure it out, but it's, you know, she's been, she's been a baby face for so long now. I think she's trying to, you know, get back into as a heel. Um, and I just didn't like Shayna versus Liv. The match was fine. It's just hard for me to believe that Liv can beat Shayna. I, I just feel like Shayna can just, should just destroy her. And let's be done with this participation trophy for Liv Morgan. I mean, come on. Come on. Let's be honest. Let's be real, people. Let's be real. It's just... I just don't believe her as a champion. I think she's fine on the show, but like, I think it's more interesting with Shayna as champion and stuff that Ronda and her could lead to a big match. You know, these friends having this big match, and uh, you know, Shayna want to get out of the shadow of Ronda. You know, etc. You could do a a lot of cool stuff with that. So. But yeah, so number five, True McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns. Number four was from the All Out pay per view, The Acclaimed versus Swerve and uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee for the AEW Tag Team Titles. And this match, like, I, had, I had no interest in it going into it because Swerve and Lee have been just. The non-factor as champions are just there, you know. They're not even really focused on and featured as much. They're not they're not treated as anything important. Uh, the claim are very popular, but I felt like as contenders, they weren't like ready to even get a title shot. They're kind of just like, yeah, we'll give you a title shot. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's how we got into it, like like a weak build. Um, but I thought this match was a really great story. This these 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 young, exciting baby faces, popular baby faces, working these other baby faces, but the other baby faces were, were being rough and physical, and you know working on Bowen's injured knee, and I love the 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 roller coaster ride that they put me on in this match. You know there were some moments where two moments I believe with Lee and Swerve being miscommunication, and you're wondering are these guys gonna split up like there was some teasing of some issues and and you know the claim kept going and going and going and, and it looked like they're about to win it and finally you know swerve and and, and lee got the victory so you know i liked it i i this match i applaud him like i didn't like i said it was not a match i was looking forward to and at the end i'm like this is probably the it's all depends what you like but in my opinion that was the second best match on the show but if you said like you felt like it was the best match on the show, I I won't really argue with you because um, I thought it was really good. Should they have won here? You know, I think this in the case of should Tony would have put them over. Yeah, I think I think Acclaim should have won here because first of all, Acclaim is very popular. Um, Swerve and, and Lee are just there. They're just there. I don't know how many people are really invested in their story. Um, 
And I think if you do this, you put the, and I don't know how long you're going to take to put the belts on the acclaimed. If you kind of string it out, it might, you might miss your moment. And um, so they could do a rematch soon and put the belts on the acclaimed. But I think like, man, he should have done done it on the pay-per-view. Right. And where Roman is still very hot as a champion and there's still Cody left for him. There's still the rock for him. Um, I, I can see them keeping it on Roman, but Lee and Swerve, they don't like, I mean, they're not, not doing much. They're not, they're not setting the world on fire as tag team champions. Acclaim is very popular. So I would, uh, on this case, I thought I would be a good move to pull the trigger here and put the titles on the claimed. Um, I thought they looked good. I thought Max Caster looked the best I've seen him. Uh, Bowens is a very under underrated worker, uh, exciting athlete. I thought he did a great job with the sun on the knee. Um, Strickland's a really good heel. Uh, I think he's an underrated heel. Actually, a lot of people don't you know don't give him credit for being a good heel. Um, I thought he was great in this. Lee showed some, you know, some physicality that's kind of been missing from him. I know he does a lot of the big power moves and stuff, but I love like him measuring and doing a big kick to Bowen's leg. And I thought that was really good. And I love like Caster doing a springboard in and hitting like whether it's a drop kick or an elbow, wherever he was. It's just, it was good, man. It was really good. So, um, so number four for me. And it probably would have been higher, but I thought that I thought another match was uh, was higher, and that was my number, and that's my number three match, the main event of All Out, Moxley, John Moxley versus CM Punk. Um, they told a really good story, you know, Punk fighting through injury from his ankle, bleeding, fighting through it all. Uh, I. I I like that he got to go to sleep early and Mox, you know, kicked out. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, if you save it for a moment, a big match, and this is a match you could do, you know, you could do it in. And it was early. He did it early, so he kicked out. Like, it made sense. Like, oh, you know, he got hit, but he's, it was so early in the match that Mox is, he's tough and, and still pretty much fresh. You think he, yeah, he would probably survive that, and he did. So, um, I was in it. I was in the story. I loved the. It felt like a really big match. It really did, uh, and it was. It was a big, a big match. And you know, there's some fans there. A good amount of fans are for Moxley, but mostly it was for Punk, his hometown. And it was the right result, as it should have been. Um, some can argue that all the craziness, the, the belt changing hands, or be unified a, a couple weeks. Uh, before it should never happen, and could just build to this one match. And but you know, I think this match hap- went down the way it was supposed to happen originally. Um, I think they were always going to tell a story about Moxie working on the foot. I think there's always going to be, you know, the blood and him fight and Punk fighting from behind, and um, all that was going to be the same. So I, I think, and they delivered a big match, and I thought it was really well done, and. The MGF stuff at the end, I'm still kind of really confused by it. Like the whole Tony Khan answer machine, like begging him to come back, just seemed very not only begging him to come back, 
but also like putting him as like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make you the Joker and blah blah blah. Like like he like the promoter who's a babyface, unless he's not gonna be babyface, which I hope that's not the case. Please, Tony Khan, don't become a heel, please. You're not a good TV performer. You're you're no visiting man. Trust me, right? When it comes to performing on television, just and we that's an old that's an old deal. Like that's just been tired it's an old tired deal the heel owner so let's not do that i hope it's not the case and i don't think it is and that's why i don't think it, this really makes sense of him like i'll let you come back you'll be the joker like so like almost like the the babyface promoters plotting with the the top heel who just totally like dressed down the owner of the company and i i, I don't know man it was kind of weird but we'll see how it plays out mjf's a smart guy and then he comes back and he's like a baby face because the crowd's like, yeah, we love him. I, I think it might have worked against him that the fact that MGF was, you know, just this this heel that people just hated. And now he comes back. It's been, it's been so long since so they brought him back that people were, were couldn't wait for him to come back. And now he's baby face. So very strange stuff there. But I'm excited that he's back because, God, I miss that guy on television. You know, he's, he's such a great performer. Um, match number two on my list is uh, Gunther versus Sheamus from uh, Clash of the Castle. And this probably would have been my number one, but I'll I'll talk about what, why my number one is my number one in a second here. But this was just two dudes beating the hell out of each other. I love this. I love Gunther. I just think he... Just he me to me he's my he's my favorite wrestler to watch. Like he just he just beats the crap of the guys and people fight back and people get his matches and everything he does you believe him. He's no bullshit, you know. And he's aggressive. He's physical. And Sheamus has always been a good worker. He's been there forever, so we always take him for granted. But he is a really good worker. And you just knew these guys had great chemistry, and they delivered. They delivered. The crowd was going crazy for this match. Um, uh, Gunther would always kept keep, kept stop, stopping Sheamus, and finally Sheamus fought back, and he finally got his his big uh, uh, forearm shots, and and Gunther's trying to get away from him, and uh, I thought that was really cool, and the finish, the clothesline. I don't know, but Gunther just, it's, his matches always are good. They always build really well, and he he's great. And I, I just, we kind of laugh at the, remember everyone's freaking out about the name change. I mean, I didn't like it either. You know, Walter, he's Walter. Why can't you change? But I, but I understand, like, you know, like, the WWE business side of it. And, and it didn't kill him. It didn't kill Walter from changing name to Gunther. And it doesn't matter now, right? And I love that Imperium's back together. Um, Fabian Eichner, you know, you know that's his real name, so he can't be Fabian Eichner. So Giovanni Vinci is, uh, you know, his name, of course, from NXT. Now he's bringing it here. And I'm just glad they're together because they're one of the best tag teams in the world, really. And I hope they, uh, uh, once the Uso situation's all done and, settled and what they go with that probably with Owens and Sami Zayn teaming up to beat them and you know looking forward to a, a run for appearing as Chaggy Champions I think they really can add some some uh, credibility to those titles and be one of the 
you know, best tag teams in the world. I really do. Uh, my number one match, and like I said, this Gunther versus Sheamus probably was going to be my number one match. I didn't think anything would really top that match. Um, I don't think anything in in all out top Gunther versus Sheamus really. Um, I know, you know, I know people think, what about the the Elite versus uh, Page and Dark Order? I'm sorry, I just not my style of wrestling. Just a bunch. It's just bunch of moves after moves after moves after moves and moves. No regard for the rules. And they, did a, they did a moment when a match or hanging the page and Kenny Omega got face to face, but then referee Rick Knox all of a sudden's like, your guys are not legal. You guys got to get out. And I'm like, now they do? Now you're worried about who the fucking legal man in the ring is? Yeah, after you just let everyone come in and out and do whatever the hell they want? It just was insanity, right? Just, you know, that's, that's the Bucks and Omega. They, 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 when it comes to these tag matches, they they bend the rules to their their advantage, not as heels. They're just bending in and so they could do all their stupid spots and do all this stuff, right? Instead of working within the context of rules like FTR does or the Briscoes or or any other you know, top tag team in the world. Um, that's why I think you know a lot of times the Bucks and, and Omega are pretty much overrated, and that might upset a few people, but you know that's just the truth of it, man. I mean. I mean, if you talk to a lot of people in the industry, I mean, they, they say the same thing. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not the only one saying it. You know, I'm, I'm just saying it because I'm the one that can say it. And a lot of people don't want to, you know, mess up their futures. You know, they can't go on and, and mess up their future, right? They, they, you know, they, their future contracts or whatever. But I can't, so because I don't care. I don't want. I don't give a shit. And I'm working, trying to get a job at AEW or anywhere. So, you know, it's, it's. They're just, you know, I think they're talented in many ways, but I think they're also overrated in many ways. I don't think they're the best tag team in the world, Bucks. And I, I just thought, like, I was watching that match, and it's the same thing we always see. The same damn thing we always see with these guys. And by the end, there's some cool moments. You know, I you know the I thought the um, Silver doing the uh, reversal of that uh, was, uh, was a, the one-wing angel was cool, false finish. But, yeah, I was, I was just kind of. You know, numb to everything as I do with these matches because it's like a million things. So, like I said, I thought Sheamus and Gunther was just far superior to anything on All Out pay per view. Um, but number one for me, and and probably wasn't the best match of the weekend, but for me, it was my favorite match because, and it is for the NXT title and the NXT UK title unification match. It is Braun Breaker against Tyler Bate, um, which was a phenomenal matchup. It was really good, I thought. Um, if it, I, I, I wish it was just within a bigger audience. It deserved a bigger audience, you know. And but you know, I'll give credit to credit to you that that uh, those three hundred plus fans at the CWC there. Um, were just rabid and into everything and they were having a great time and they got in that that world's Clyde was a fun show and and you know uh and there and it's a two-hour show so it's easy to keep your keep being into everything and and tyler bait and braun breaker delivered um but what made it so special for me is because and i watch world's collide by my oldest daughter chloe she's seven years old and at first she was only watching Worlds Collide for one match, and that was the three-way match between NXT champion Matty Rose, 
Blair Davenport and the NXT UK champion Miyako Satomura. And she was into that match. She liked it. And she was uh, a few weeks ago, she got into uh, Blake Davenport. She thought she looked really cool. But she also kind of dug Miyako Satomura and she also dug Manny Rose. So she, I guess she really didn't have like her favorite to win in this match as I thought she I thought it was more Blair Davenport. So I was waiting for her to be really disappointed. But she was pretty happy when Manny Rose won and she liked her. So. She was cool, and I thought okay, usually Chloe she like will kind of like okay I'm done. There's more girls matches. I'm gonna go and <laughs> I'm gonna go do something else. But she was stuck around. She stuck around watched the women's tag team title match, which she she really liked. She was excited that uh, Casey Canizaro or whatever her name is now Katana Chance or right and uh, was it Vanessa Carter or Kaden Carter? Excuse me. They won the you know she likes the she likes the baby faces. And so, but she was like, okay, I want to watch another one. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, this is the main event. And she got into it, man. She was so into it. She wanted Tyler Bate to win so bad. She really liked Tyler Bate. That was her pick. Um, And she was like sitting with me and on my lap and she's getting into it. And she's like, and we're, and we're watching the match and I'm like explaining things in a kayfabe manner to her. Cause I haven't even told her that wrestling's wrestling's a work yeah i kind of keep you know keeping the kayfabe going with her i want her to you know just enjoy it and 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 uh and so i'm kind of explaining to her and she's and you know she recognizes how strong Braun breaker was and and i was like yeah but you know what tyler Bay has to use his speed as quickest but also let's not forget even though he's shorter he's a very strong guy himself they call him the big the, the big strong boy so she was getting into all the near falls and everything it was just so much fun and that's what i'll remember and that's the special moments right like just special moments like that um so that's why it's my number one i just because of watching her she was into it my wife joined us to watch the the the, the second half of it um um uh tom caster the referee you know you know, he refereed this historic match, right? That for these two NXT brands, and so that was a um, you know extra extra sweetness on the cake, right? So that was cool, and he did a tremendous job, and and it was like we we were into it. And I was like, man, I don't know, he's Michael, he might do it, he might do it, and she, and like Braun Breaker won. I thought, oh man, she's gonna get upset because she's gonna get upset when her favorites lose. But she wasn't because you know why? Because she rec- cause I explained to her like they're both. Because she asked me every time we watch wrestling together, every match she asked me who's the good bat, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. That's the first thing she's gonna ask. But I explained to her these guys are just both good guys and they're having a a, a competition for these two titles and you know the best man gonna win blah, blah blah. And so even though Braun Breaker won, like she was like you know what? She's like I wanted the the, the guy with long hair. <laughs> she got. She got called the guy with the long hair, Tyler Bate. She wanted him to win, but she's happy that the guy went to because he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> and and it was like a kind of a cool like I'll get a little emotional here. It's kind of a cool like teachable moment, you know, as well. Like this match gave a great teachable moment for her, which I loved. You know, because after the match, Tyler Bate grabs the belt and hands it to Braun Breaker, shakes his hand. And they both, you know, embraced together. And so it was a cool, like, moment to talk to her about sportsmanship. And even though you you don't win, you know, and you're frustrated that you didn't win, but you're still proud of the effort you gave and you respect 
the person that won. And like, there's like a lot of good stuff there. And I don't know. It was just special. It was really special on top of being a really good match. So, uh, so that's my number one. And, and I think like a lot of people might have probably because of being the same day as all out might have decided to wait to watch worlds collide later. And I understand that. Um, cause that's a long day of, especially people that are watching both that same day. Like I did, it was crazy, but I can understand like, you know, watching one later, maybe the next day. And I hope you guys did. I hope you guys watched the NXT world's quiet. I thought it was a very, very, very good show. And that main event was just, just awesome. You know, I think a lot of people were talking about Carmela Hayes and, um, Ricochet and that was a lot of fun, but, um, for drama, I think Tyler Bay and, Braun Breaker was far superior, in my opinion. So, I hope you like this this uh, episode of Take It On Podcast. It was a lot of fun to talk about the wrestling I watched this weekend. I mean, man, a lot of wrestling. Going to need to take a break a little bit. But it won't be that long because I got to watch AEW <laughs> Dynamite for the Fight Game Media Podcast on the Wrestling Observer site. So, I hope you guys listen to that show. And continue to support us at Fight Game Media. And don't forget, check out our Patreon Fight Game Media Plus, $5 a month. And if, don't forget to, you know, give me a follow on Twitter, LaRockaJL. Um, love to hear your feedback on the show. Everyone, stay cool out there. If At least if you're listening in our neck of the woods on the West Coast, we are having this major heat wave. But uh, wherever you guys, be safe. Take care, everyone.